Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for watching the Engine 25 YouTube channel. Uh, we're back with our final Book of Boba Fett review. We're going to be talking about the whole season, uh, comparing it to uh, The Mandalorian, talk about what we like, what we don't like, how we feel about Star Wars uh, these days, which may not be the way we felt about it when we were kids. Um, anywho, uh, if you're as big a nerd as us, please hit that subscribe button down below. I, I try to get an episode out once a week. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, uh, for now, let me introduce our, uh, our panel. Um, what's up, uh, what's up, guys? Uh, I've, you guys know, or anyone who's seen the other Boba Fett episodes and a few of the others, you know my buddy Adam. We go way back. He's a, a Star Wars, huge Star Wars fan, just like me. I've got, uh... Up in the, the top left over there, my buddy uh, Chase McCallum. He's a, a a theater friend from back in the day, and he's of course he uh, daylights as a an uncertified cybernetic surgeon. Um, and we've got uh, up above my head, we've got Peter, who uh, we used to play Star Wars X Wing. Who's um, pushing little plastic ships around on a table, rolling a lot of dice, and he uh, he's a droid motivator specialist apparently. Um, anyway, uh, what what's up, guys? Uh, Adam, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's a uh, it's a nice day. Hey, it's gorgeous down here in southern Georgia because it's perfect. Yeah, it's really nice up up where I'm at too. It's it just you know yesterday and today you know it's right around 55, 60 degrees. It feels real nice in the sun. There's a nice breeze. It's uh, absolutely nothing like being on Tatooine. Uh, what's uh, Ch Chase? What's going on with you, bro? What's up, all you cool wampas and wookies? It's uh. It's hot out here in the Dune Sea. It is. Uh, just everyone's dying. Um, but, you know, if you tough it out, you might find a little black melon in the sand, and then it's all worth it. I'm curious about these. You just dig anywhere you could find a melon. Isn't like, isn't water supposed like to be hard hand. to find? Yeah. Um, and That's what the uh, dogs are. like I said, this nerf herder above me uh, is uh, Peter. What's going on, dude? Howdy. Uh, just happy to be here. Uh, I've been watching... Brandon putting on his uh, YouTube stuff for a while. And I thought, well, I really like Star Wars and I have opinions. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you watching the show. I didn't, you didn't tell me that before we started. So, uh, so that's good. But um, okay. Before, before we talk about Boba Fett specifically, uh, how's everybody feel about Star Wars? You know, like you're, we were all probably introduced to it very young, uh, you know, and some new stuff has been coming out that's had its ups and downs. Uh, generally, I'm more or I'm not I don't know if I'm more positive than, than most people, but I am generally positive for the most part on most of it. But uh, Ch Chase, what's your what's your read on the whole Star Wars thing in 2022? What a loaded question, because um, there uh, to me, there is not a simple answer as to like if Star Wars is good or not uh, uh there there is so much to like about it uh there is so much about it that is deeply flawed um but overall i really like star wars right like it's it's just got such good bones that it is able to survive so many missteps uh for decades i mean it, really it is an incredibly resilient we're coming up franchise. on 50 years yeah 45 I mean, years in 2022 yep that's an impressive feat for a flawless franchise to boast. Um, but considering the reception the prequels got, which I I think they've aged favorably. I think I, I watch those movies now and I'm like, you know what? Those are really good. Uh, maybe I just needed to sit with them for 15 years to get them. 
Um, but but you know, the Mandalorian has breathed new life into the show. The the Clone Wars show has been kind of um, the new uh, the new standard that they're hanging their hats on that is feeding so much of the lore and everything uh at now that they've kind of removed the extended universe and everything it's an exciting time to be p- tuned in uh so i'm i'm up on star wars i'm bullish nice what about uh what about you peter uh, uh how are you what's going on with you these days yeah so the prequels i literally came out of the prequels crying when i was like a teenager uh, because they took this thing that was gritty that I really liked and they did it with terrible CGI and, and, and pratfalls. And, and so I had this really, really low period with star Wars, uh, during the prequel era. And I, I kind of walked away. Uh, and then we had this quiet time, you know, we had the quiet time between the prequels and like rogue one, um, well, I, I guess there was one other between there. Yeah. Still a quiet so, time. But we had quiet time. And and during that time, I really went back into the imagination part of Star Wars. And kind of like Chase was talking about, it was that bones of Star Wars. It was, you know, fast ships, dangerous people, you know, kind of dirty stuff, uh, more of a romance than sci-fi. And that's when my love of Star Wars really came back. And so I was pretty hopeful with the with with force awakens i loved the opening i'll watch the opening to force awakens sometimes and then just stop um because that scene with ray in the star destroyer oh yeah that like that is star wars to me right uh but yeah i i I, i'm not a huge fan of the skywalker uh what are we calling those last three films the uh, sequel trilogy i guess the sequel trilogy not a huge fan loved rogue one and Mandalorian was like a redemption arc for Star Wars for me because I, I said that is what I wanted Star Wars to be for the last 25 years. So I, I'm just going to leave it there. Nice. What? What? How about you, Adam? We, you and I talk more than the the other guys do, but for the for the viewers at home, what's how, how are you feeling these days? Uh, I like to be optimistic. I think there's more good me than too. bad. I agree. I definitely it? have okay. some problems recently, but uh, um, I mean, I've made comments on previous shows, but in general, uh, I was, what, 10 when the prequel trilogy came out. So yeah, right in the target audience, I remember the merchandising for episode one. It's still one of my favorite Star Wars movies, just because that was what Star Wars became. I mean, I saw the, the special editions when they came out, but I was younger. Like episode one was really what, kind of define Star Wars for me um, when I really started to get into it. So I never minded the prequel trilogy as, as much as existing fans did at the time. Um, and I agree, they, I think they definitely age better than they were initially. Uh, they did age well, except episode two. Half of that movie is still hot garbage. But um, <laughs> that's Ouch. a whole different discussion. But, the sequel, let's say the sequel trilogy was a really weird roller coaster ride. The anthology films were not as much of a roller coaster ride, but it's it's been really weird. And it they should have stuck with the Star again, Wars anthology all, all name. All. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, just a, a thing there for the folks who don't know. Before they renamed 
uh, or Rogue One, it was supposed to be Star Wars Anthology, Rogue One, and then they changed it, like, shortly before the movie came out, and then it was, so, you know, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and then Solo, a Star Wars story, or whatever. But, you know, I'm just going to blame it on, blame that on why we didn't get more of those. Just, just bad titles. You know, that's why. That's, oh, bad that's... <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't the weak character development in Solo? No, <laughs> no, couldn't, couldn't have been. Um, yeah, so I... You know, I'm not far removed from what you guys are saying. Like, we had, uh, when I was real young, we had, like, the the Star Wars VHS trilogy. And it was the, what like, um, it was the, the really fancy box set that had, like, interviews with Let Leonard Bolton before yeah. the, the movies. And, like, uh, it had that big commercial. It was like, even though you've already bought it, there's this long, like, a three-minute trailer for the Star Wars trilogy. Like, the, you're... Yeah, your your the your last chance to own the original version of the Star Wars trilogy one last time, like all that mess uh, on the tapes you've already bought, like the thing that anyway. Um, and it then was a strange move. Yeah, but they but they admit they had paid for that. It's true. So they had to and show they it somewhere. Throw that away. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we the only special edition I saw in the in the theater was a New Hope. Um. But obviously, you know, I obviously saw each of the the, tri the prequel trilogy movies, and you know, like you know, me and Adam were the same age. I was, about, I was almost ten when Episode One came out. Uh, it came out in May, and then I turned ten in July, and it was like the perfect movie. You know, well, I don't know. There's like, but it was aimed at me whether or not I, you know, I wouldn't look back on episode one today and say it's a movie for children just because of all the, all the political stuff that's going on there. That's was way over my head when I was 10 even, but, uh, yeah. Like, and there are, uh, there, there are certainly moments that I love about attack of the clones. Like the, it's two, a little over two hours long. And the whole second half is like one continuous action thing, which is pretty awesome. Like right when they land, like when they get into that droid factory and it's pretty consistent all the way through the, they do the droid factory and then they do the arena and then they do the big battle where the clones show up for the first time. And it's, uh, it's Peter shaking his head at me, but I, yeah, I, I know, I'm no, in it's for because it. Of the, it's because of the arena. So I'm I'm a little bit older than you guys. I was old enough to have a serious crush on Natalie Portman. That, that that's beside the point. What is the point is you're in a dirty, dusty arena in a white jumpsuit and none of it sticks to you. How did that work? <laughs> oh, it's fabric. Don't know what kinds of fabric they have. No, that th that was I tried to rewatch the prequels uh during my divorce and uh I got to that scene and I turned it off and I just said, you know, it's okay for me just to genuinely not like the prequels. <laughs> it is. It, and you know what? I, I love star Wars. I like the prequels. I, that's okay. It's, it's, it's cool with me, Peter, but I do want to mention one thing. My sure. favorite starship is the Naboo N one. There is no cooler starship and it's a dope design. And apparently some other folks think so too. Cause it came up oh, yeah. in, it comes up in Boba Fett, but yes. And then, um, Right as we were getting into, or right at the end of my freshman year is when episode three came out. And I was like, all right, uh, Hayden Christensen aside, like this is the best Star Wars movie since Empire Strikes Back. Like I would, to this day, I would still rank episode three over Return of the Jedi. Um, but, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's me. Um, and then, you know, the little bit of quiet time in between when 
I actually I really liked the the 2D animated Gendy Tartakovsky Clone Wars oh. show. Um, so when they when the Clone Wars first came out, the TV series, I watched uh, a little bit of that, and I was like, all right, this isn't for me. It's cool. like it's it's it was that first season especially was aiming a little bit younger, right? Um, but I. After it had been on for several years, people were like, no, you, you got to go back and watch the Clone Wars. So, you know, 2013, 2014, right, right around when they announced that they were making new Star Wars movies, I went back and watched the Clone Wars TV show. And it's like, I, you know, it's some of the best fiction in the whole universe is in is in that that Clone Wars series. It is the masterful long term long term storytelling hiding under, you know, hiding under a cloak of you know, a, of a children's show. You know what I mean? Like there's, and so when was that Dave Filioni or was that? The, yeah, that the was artist? Dave, the Dave Filoni. Yeah. And when, so, you know, okay. when Clone Wars is good, it's really good when it's not good. It's still, it's still for five-year-olds, but that's cool too. You know, like the, I, well, I am of the belief that after the first couple seasons. Yeah. Like the Star Wars, but Star Wars is broad enough that it's okay that you have entertainment aimed at children and also have entertainment aimed at adults. Like, and that's, I'm totally cool with, with that idea. Like we don't, uh, and th- you know, maybe it comes from, it's okay. I think it's okay if you like some star Wars and not others. Um, and then, you know, so a few years after that, the force awakens came out. Uh, and I certainly don't think it's a flawless movie, but I love the force awakens, you know, like, and my other, my other issues with, with this, you know, I have some, or some issues with the sequel trilogy. I have some issues with the force awakens, but like that is the, of all of the new content, that's the one I've rewatched the most. Um, I, I absolutely adore Rogue One. It's probably, you know, like there are some, maybe we'll do an episode just on Rogue One at some point because like there are some weird choices, very specific choices in Rogue One that I think completely destroy certain scenes. Uh, like, like Cassian's like weird, are we done shooting yet? Look that he, after when he opens his eyes seconds before he gets incinerated by the Death Star, like little, little moments like that are just like weirdly take you out of it for no good reason and maybe it's because I, maybe it's just me and because i look too close but i am still we are four years after i am a last jedi defender i think the the the, the last jedi is two movies that are stitched together and one movie is about luke ray and kylo ren and i think that movie is a fucking masterpiece and so I think want, do you want to cut of that one. Is that yeah? Like, yeah I want cut? I want that movie without all that other sh- stuff because like the the other half of okay. the Last Jedi is a big weird mess, and it's just like there are and not to say it doesn't even have its high points, but you know like there are just a lot of weird choices and a lot of choices that I also like. You know, it's 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 just it's a big mixed bag. Well, that's the same thing as Attack of the Clones is two movies stitched together. It's Obi Wan in Star Wars True Crime trying to track down Jango Fett, and that movie's fantastic. And there's really awkward teenage drama played out by 30 year old, 20 year old <laughs> of Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen. And that's really awkward. You know, and that's yeah. fair. That's fair. You know, and we're, we're taking a lot of time talking about things that aren't Boba Fett. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Chase, were you going to talk? Well, I've, I've seen it said as that, that George Lucas has described Star Wars as silent films. And that makes a lot of sense when you, um, when you, pay attention to their dialogue because the dialogue is really bad but in these <laughs> grand operatic uh uh movements of of you know 
good or evil or or how empires come to be or uh you know uh, all these all these large themes it's really excellent and uh and and in terms of action it's so good right i mean oh, it, yeah. it really is is the uh the quintessential space movie uh <laughs> a, a, movies and and i mean you know if you watch like obi-wan and anakin duel in episode three you learn more about their relationship than you learn from any of their dialogue that, right? you I, learn... yes well, oh god we should we should we should that's a, that's a whole episode yeah yeah that's yeah right. i know i agree with that statement completely uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think even George Lucas may realize that his his dialogue ain't his strength. Uh, and and yet again, Star Wars persists. Right. I That's mean, true. It can yeah. survive a, a lot. I have a strong opinion on this one, but I'm just going to let it pass. OK, uh, well, it's... There's the, well, most of the the original trilogy was largely written by other people. George wrote the whole thing and other people hacked it up to make the movies. Um, there's the. There's the legend, I don't know if it's true or not, that Harrison Ford at one point reading his dialogue said, George, you can write this to be sure a shit can't say it. So <laughs> that that's yeah. I think it is they that they, they that's in the the Empire of Dreams documentary. So yeah, like I think that's a real thing. Um so yeah, so we've we then we got the rise of Skywalker, which is uh huh, like uh uh yeah. And, and there are moments, there are moments in the Rise of Skywalker that I adore. Like my wife and I went to see it. Uh, this, you know, the movies come out on a Friday. We went to see it that Saturday afternoon, and like we were uh, twice in the movie, we were bawling, like sitting in our so like okay, like we like we had to let go of Leia, and then like the moment with with Han and Kylo Ren, like standing on the Death Star, like there were. The, it definitely has its moments, but it's you know it's a thing. Uh, and then we we had a few months off. Uh, and we knew this Mandalorian thing was coming and we didn't know how that was going to turn out. Um, and I think I, I'm of the opinion that the first season of Mandalorian has some big speed bumps, like particularly the middle episodes that don't really work for me. But season two is really great. Uh, and then they teased this book of Boba Fett thing. And here we are. So, uh, and Boba Fett is, of course, you know, like there are this entire costume clubs like just that exists solely because of Boba Fett. Like, and then the, the first little episode that we, Adam and I did for this show, like the, at, initially his whole appeal was because he looks awesome. Like, and he was in a parade, even before he was painted, like he was white, like a stormtrooper, And he was like conceived as a super stormtrooper or whatever, before they developed him into a bounty hunter. But it's like, he's just walking down the street and they were like, who's that guy walking with Darth Vader? I want to know more about him. Who did you think the coolest characters in Star Wars were? It's going to be a short list. Uh, oh, I mean, well, Darth Vader is the is the greatest villain in the history of cinema. Yeah, uh, and I have his head up on my wall up here. I mean, I think for for most of us, you be there are different camps, right? There are Luke camps, there are Han camps, but like your second or third coolest character was going to be Boba Fett. I, I mean, and that's fair. What do you, yeah, what, what you, do you know, think, I Chase? I feel like a, an outlier in that respect because I know that's a very uh, a, a lot of people feel that way. I never thought he was that big of a deal. He was kind of a side character, you know, in the movies. And and I wasn't plugged into, you know, I understand he kind of debuted before he had even shown up in the movies. Yeah, you know, back. He was in the holiday before. special. Holiday special. Right. right. So, you know, people were already plugged in. And I think his action figure may have come out for uh, beforehand. And so, you know, people were hyped about him, but I wasn't a part of that. I, you know, he was just some, some another 
bounty hunter just like all the other bounty hunters in in those scenes and it's like i mean yeah they're all kind of neat alien guys uh but <laughs> do i even know his name just based on watching the movies uh probably not there um, they say his name once and it's when and heard of the jedi when han solo's like boba fett what where's boba fett where's boba? And he, he accidentally hits right. him with a stick and he falls right. in the hole then, i mean yeah he dies pretty unceremoniously well uh, and I, does I mean, he die I believe Darth Vader calls him out too. And s- no disintegrations. The- yeah, yeah, no disintegrations. Right. Which, uh, right. well, that's, that's something we can talk about on this show. I'm, I'm go, Adam, go ahead, Adam. Again. Yeah, you you got stepped on. I was just that's why, that's why he stood out in the line of otherwise also cool bounty hunters was because he was the one dude that Darth Vader of all people had to stop and go, don't do this. Yeah, well, he's also the guy who didn't he didn't fall for Han's evasive trick with the Millennium Falcon to escape with the trash. Uh, So it's like this guy, he's the best one. He's the best bounty hunter. So, you know, and I guess that's something we can talk about in this show. Uh, I don't see that Boba Fett in this show, but. um, Yeah, and it's that's an interesting note. And I wouldn't say I disagree. I will say that we got that bounty hunter or that you know we got that warrior person during his brief appearance in the mandalorian where like he like just by himself slaughters an entire troop of stormtroopers and then shoots down their 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 escape uh their their uh, gunships as they're trying to escape from him uh and it's just like so there's i i think there's a disconnect there even between these you know uh, the the Mandalorian, which we all we all seem to really like, um, and this guy, and this it takes place shortly after that. But apparently, it's I don't know. He's he doesn't he doesn't seem to have the combat prowess as much in the Mandalore or in the the Book of Boba Fett for some reason as he was even shown to have very recently. Um, no, he was pretty badass in the, the final uh, in the final battle. episode, but not before that. And you know what? Like there are even. They they touch but on some stuff early on that that I really like. Like I don't I don't mind Boba Fett hanging out in the back to tank. Like in it's I I liked the idea that oh shit Boba Fett's still messed up from all this shit that's happened to him. Um, but despite likely being in pain most of the time, he's still awesome. But we didn't get Boba Fett being awesome until episode seven. You know, like he gets his ass kicked in the premiere by the dudes with the with the with the shields. Um, and then it's just like, all right, just drag me back to the back to tank. Right. And, well, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Peter. Well, I, I was just going to say, okay, maybe, maybe he was under a lot of psychological trauma, but we didn't get that. Right. So, so th- there are legitimate reasons for a lessened Boba Fett and, and those, those flashbacks that he's dealing with, like, if we had seen a broken character with serious PTSD, for example, and have a redemption arc over that first season, I mean, maybe even if you just imagine that, it it, it becomes cooler. But I, I, yeah, what's up, Chase? Well, I, I felt the same way. That that could have been a thing that they leaned into, but I don't think and they, they did. and they really and, didn't. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think that they even realized that they didn't, or or even identified that this could have been a thing they could have investigated because you see. Um, like when they're when they're trying to get his ship back um, and and they're, you know, breaking into the palace and, you know, uh, Finnick Shan turns to him and she's like, nice moves. And it's like, what? What, did he, what did he do? Like he hasn't done a single <laughs> cool thing. 
And uh, so it seems like the show expects you to be like, whoa, it's Boba Fett, baby. He's back. And it's like, he, is, he's, he sucks. And it's not only in combat. It's also his decision making. He gets fooled by everybody. Everybody he ever talks to pulls one over on him. And Finnick Shand is like, are you serious? Like, you shouldn't <laughs> do this. And he's like, we will do it. We're going to do and it. Like, okay, uh, don't. I, I mean, what's the cool part? Why am I rooting for Boba Fett? Dear, okay, so we've we've uh, talking about some specifics. How does now that we've seen the whole show um, that pr- presumably this is a miniseries, it's not going to get another season. I fully expect Boba Fett to show up in more Mandalorian or some of these other uh, some of these other live action shows. But where how how did we Adam? How did what did you feel? Uh, I'm going to finish one of these sentences. How are you feeling about the book of Boba Fett? At now you know not like. You know, g- kind of g- g- general thoughts, and we'll go back into some specifics. We haven't we haven't touched on that yet. Um, as a as a whole series, I'm I feel a lot better than I did um, at the midway point because we had some pretty pretty worse some opinions at the midway point. We really um, did, and yeah. then the two extra episodes of Mandalorian happened. It kind of helped save the series, but I feel the same way now that I felt in the middle point, which was. I think the show might have landed better if each two episode block or maybe the first three episodes were cut into two movies. Then you have a Mandalorian movie and then you have the final battle sequence. And because there were arcs that bounced across two episodes that might have made it feel better and maybe made Boba Fett look less like a chump for the first, what, six episodes of the, Series. Yeah, and and that the it's this show certainly has some structural issues that we'll touch on, um, but you know maybe that is a some of the criticisms wh- whether or not that that I think they're valid. Some of the criticisms of the Bo- the Mandalorian show was that well actually I I agree with it to a degree, but the each episode is like villain of the week, you know, kind of you know like he goes to a place, he solves a problem, he leaves. Uh, and that's what most of the episodes are. And that, you know, that becomes grading to some. And, you know, and I would even, particularly of that first season, uh, I would definitely aim that criticism at The Mandalorian. And maybe this is a response to that, but they did it by, like, offsetting what should have been one episode and cutting it in half between two or something. You know, so, like, it should, it could have just been three, you know, two or three episodes where... Again, you have one mission, you solve a problem, you go to the next one. Um, and this might have been a response to that, but ultimately I think it suffers because well, of it. I think the show kind of is a farce on that structure too, because for the first three episodes, it's definitely Boba Fett like, I'm going to solve this problem, solve this problem, solve this problem. And then at the end, everybody fucked him over. <laughs> it's true. Uh, where where, where are you at, Chase? How, did, uh, how are you feeling about the book of Boba? Like, uh, fair, general thoughts to... to, to start off with i i really uh completely agree with adam that uh st- structuring the episodes differently even just combining them would go a long way for several reasons one i think yeah i mean there that would line up better with the discrete kind of arcs i guess of, of the story but also when you're watching this show on a weekly basis you're like, oh boy, a new episode comes out this week. Let's see what Boba Fett's going to do this time. 
Oh, nothing still, huh? <laughs> uh, like I, 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 I want to mention that the weekly release schedule versus the Netflix method. But well, yeah, continue. Right. Right. Well, I mean, if, if you had just been able to binge the whole thing, one, maybe it wouldn't hurt so bad when all you do is see Boba taking L's for another week. And then two, maybe you wouldn't be as critical of it because you would just be engaged in the whole show the whole time and take it in as one piece instead of uh, criticizing each episode with a finer tooth comb. Um, that, that's always how I feel about any kind of show that, that is, you know, coming out weekly or, or, you know, if I'm listening to a podcast or something that, that comes out weekly versus binging it, it's always more enjoyable to binge it. Um, but I, I, I don't know that mind. I would agree. My, my note on that, on that topic is, you know, the, the Netflix method, you know, you, they, they dump 10 episodes of Stranger Things. We're talking about that. And Stranger Things is amazing. We're talking about it for a week, yeah. you know, well, seven, seven right. days, they drop the next show. Um, whereas, you know, the Mandalorian, the book of Boba Fett, the Mar the Marvel shows like my, was, you know, we're, we were talking about, uh, WandaVision for two months because there was a new WandaVision every Friday for two months, you yeah, know? Right. So it stays also, in the, it stays in the zeitgeist for longer. The issue, you know, the, the flip side of it is, um, if you're going to drop your episodes one at a time, they've all got to be good. Right. Whereas yeah, if, people. yeah, if you, if you dump 10 episodes at once, you, it's okay. If you have a couple of weak episodes in the middle somewhere, it's easier to forgive than damn, I've been thinking about this for a week and I don't, you know, do I care to watch the next episode? Like, whereas, uh, well, that wasn't so good, but I can just press play again and see if it gets better. You know? Can I throw one thing in here? Absolutely. Please. So, so stream cycling is a thing now streaming service cycling. I don't keep a streaming service all year long anymore. Mm. So, so the Netflix model worked great when we were all going to be on Netflix all year round period. Right. And, and that was for a while, but Disney, I'm going to cancel Disney for a while until the next star Wars thing drops because I don't know, man, moon Knight's coming out. Well, I'll just save that up. <laughs> Fair. Uh, that's yeah, what I, I do mean, with with Paramount Plus. Is you know I wait for for there to be t a season of the start of Star Trek or you know the two Star Trek shows that they're running, and then I'll get one month of Paramount Plus and I'll binge out Star Trek and it's awesome, and then I'll cancel it. I, that's absolutely how I do it. Sure, I, I can't argue with it being a, a good business move to do the weekly release schedule. Uh, I guess I'm coming at it more from the perspective of like uh, what I care about more, which is like. Uh, its existence as a piece of art or yeah, storytelling. Sure. And I'm, I'm with you. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I didn't even think about, the, of course, they should do the weekly release schedule from a business perspective. It's simply superior, it seems to me. Well, it's, you know, it's, I, I just, again, you have two months of WandaVision episodes. And if you really care about Wanda and Vision, you're going to, that's two months you're going to subscribe instead of one. Um, I signed up. Yep. Well, even, even beyond the business point of view, there are lots of studies that show that re viewer retention is a lot higher on a weekly, re weekly release. If you binge a show, you're going to remember less of it than somebody who watched it a week at a time. Um, like talk to somebody who binged Game of Thrones a couple of years after it came out. And they won't remember half of what happened in the first two or three seasons because they binged it in a weekend. So. Well, to be fair, the writers didn't remember what had happened in the first few seasons either. <laughs> 
Uh, this this is a joke for another podcast. <laughs> oh God! Uh, fucking Game of Thrones. But I, I I like the weekly release. Um, I think Boba Fett is or Book of Boba Fett is just one case where it should have been released differently, and maybe somebody should have watched it and gone, maybe this would be better if you could just watch the whole thing. But I think the risk of the the weekly is you do start, all right, we've had a couple episodes. Do I care enough to keep watching? And then more importantly, we had two weeks where we didn't see Boba Fett. It was just the Mandalorian. They were the best two episodes in the show. I watched them like so many more times. I know. But I had, I had multiple conversations with Star Wars fans, Star Wars fans, people who are already invested in the show just because of the setting. And we all like just jokingly looked at each other and said, is it a problem that the show is better when there's no Boba Fett when it named Boba Fett? And like, yes, the answer is yes, it's a problem. And we'll talk, uh, I'll tell you why in a minute. But, but that's where uh, I'm not really sure where to exactly what that means, but it's, uh, I feel like. I don't mind that Boba Fett's different than everything that we cared or that all of the expanded universe and all that, but of everybody in Star Wars, of all of the characters, Boba Fett probably has the second most merchandise of anybody. Like I've got to assume, I mean, I don't obviously don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of every person piece of Star Wars merchandise, but Darth Vader's got to be number one and number two is probably Boba Fett. I like, will say that there are three I mean, I in, in this room. There are three Darth Vaders that I can see, and there are zero Boba Fetts. But right. well, but I like I would put money on there being more Boba Fett merchandise in the world officially released than things with Luke Skywalker's face. Yeah, that may I be true. And you, you have to license Luke Skywalker's face. You don't. You don't have to pay extra money to to put the helmet on somebody. Right, but that's why I said uh, officially licensed. Though. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, like, you you have to pay Mark Hamill to put Mark Hamill's face on an action figure. That's why faceless guys sell more sell more toys. Right, but Luke's also your main hero of the series. Of that the, is also true. That's you know, like, like, and if we're gonna argue, like, do they have money to put in mer- put money into merchandise? It's <laughs> the it answer is yes. Wars, now it's both Star Wars and Disney. So, like, do they? Do they have to pay Mark Hamill to put Mark Hamill's face on Mark Hamill? That in yes, the Boba Fett? they absolutely have to do. That. I, I'm sure they do, and they should. <laughs> uh, um, so, okay, we we mentioned some structural stuff. Like, we're actually we're but, but before I move on to that point, you know, you're my uh, my my wife. Uh, she's a a fair weather Star Wars fan. You know, she's seen all the movies. She watches the she she loves the Mandalorian. Um, Two, you know, two episodes of Boba Fett. She was like, you know, man, I'm, I don't know that I'm into this. After the third episode, she was like, let me know if it gets better. I think I'm done. And then she didn't, she didn't watch the next episode. And then, you know, that the episode four was, of course, when he, when they break into the palace and steal the, the steal the fire spray. And I was like, that was the best episode so far. But oh, you know, I she's like, forgotten about that episode. Yeah, that's you know, and I, that's. Um, it certainly had some issues like everything else in the show, but it's up until that point, it was the best one. And she was like, yeah, you know, let maybe, maybe later we'll come back to it. And the next episode was all about the Mandalorian. And she's like, damn it. I have to watch it now. And then we watched the next two episodes together and then she was totally in and we watched the finale together. But yeah, like she's there, you know, she, she probably won't go back and watch that one really good episode in the middle just cause she doesn't care because she watched the, 
the second half of the show because of Din Jaren and Grogu and not because of Boba Fett. Yeah. I literally watched episode five like 20 times. Mm. I put it on. I put the second half of it on every morning and I built Legos. And I, 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 I I'm not ashamed of that. Oh, the, oh shit! You're you're reminding me. My shit. My little brother for Christmas 2020, so Christmas a year ago, gave me the Lego Grogu, and then I on live on YouTube. It's on. It should be. Did I take it down? I don't know. Live on YouTube, I built. I began building it, and it took me like three hours, and I barely got like the internal frame, and then the front of his little jacket, and then I never like, and that's still in a box, and I've never got. It's still in the closet. I never gone back to finish it. And you just reminded me of that, so I might. Uh, Maybe I'll spend some time on YouTube and finish building Grogu. <laughs> well, you know, Brandon, but, uh, and, it, in the background, I had the Mando season two plan. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chase. Well, you mentioned uh, that that Star Wars has a trend of being two two things combined, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. I'll, this is another one of those things. And um, and I wonder what that means for Star Wars shows going forward, because uh it is it is we are in the feloni verse well we are in the feloni we're deep in the feloni verse and it is um it's going to get more connected as it goes yeah which i i love but it makes it more and more difficult uh for a casual fan to access because you already you need to watch all seven seasons of clone wars and then you need to watch Rebels, and then you need to watch Bad Batch, and then everything in Mandalorian season one is going to make sense, and then season two, and then you can watch Book of Boba Fett, but you're going to have to watch Book of Boba Fett before you watch Mandalorian season three. I guarantee it. Because yeah, like, yeah. That's all this stuff be, that like Grogu just shows back up, right? That's, right. that's going to be weird. Yeah, and and so like if you're just sitting down like, okay, maybe I'll give this Star Wars thing a try. How about I watch The Mandalorian? I've heard good things about that. And you press play, and then it's going to automatically play the next episode, and you finish season two, and you're like, boy, I can't wait to see what happens in season three. Wait a second. What Why happened? is Grogu back? Right. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as like the UI of, of Disney Plus is concerned, are they going to route you to Book of Boba Fett after you finish? Uh, maybe. Like, and that's, uh, you know, Star Wars TV, like this live action TV thing that, they, that they're working on. Like it's it's kind of built like it's just one show. Like, and you, right. you, you have to watch it in chronological or in release order to get all the details. Um, and I expect that trend to continue. And I would even say the same about like the Clone Wars into the Bad Batch. Like there's a whole arc introducing the Bad Batch in Clone Wars yeah. season seven. And then uh, the Bad Batch starts immediately after the Clone Wars. And yeah, you can and watch them almost so, like they're one show. It, and it's so full of cameos. It's Absolutely. like if you don't know who Harrison Dula is and you're watching Bad Batch, you're like, why do I care about this kid? Uh I, I, what is, why is this important? You know, and that is, uh, I have been begging Star Wars to distance itself from the movies. Uh, and maybe that's just me. Like, I want to see something different from Star Wars. And then, you know what? Uh, part of the reason that I still defend The Last Jedi is we got something different, even though it's obviously still tied to the, the original trilogy or whatever. But the, like, there, the, the backlash to The Last Jedi means that we will never see Star Wars that is different. And I'm not telling you that you should like The Last Jedi. You know, like, it's a very, a very different movie. It's a different Luke than we'd ever seen before. Blah, blah, all these reasons. And I don't, 
the reasons that you tell me you don't like it, I probably won't disagree that any of those things is true. But I want to see, you know, I'm really excited about this High Republic thing, and maybe we get a TV series set inside the High, the High Republic that doesn't include any characters that we've ever seen before because none of them exist. Like, the but only thing that could overlap Jedi. would be Yoda. Um, it's it's going to be Jedi, though. And 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 the, the, the thing that I love about The Mandalorian, the thing that I love about uh, Boba Fett is that we've stepped away from the Jedi. We've stepped away from the heroes of the Republic, mostly. I mean, other than the the cops, right? And and we're talking about people living their lives in a very unsettled time in Star Wars history. And I think it's in those unsettled times where you can get incredible stories, and we are, right? I mean, I you guys were talking about bones earlier. We got meat on the Tusken Raiders, on the Sand People. We 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 we. That to me, that's why I watched Book of Boba Fett. It was pretty much the only reason. You're, and I, I'm going to say that my, um, I don't think they're the best episodes, but the some of my favorite stuff from the show is the time we spend with the Sand People, you know. And it we can bounce back around to the the structural issues of it, like the 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 second episode literally ends in the middle of a flashback, like he's asleep in the tank, and then like, and that's just just a a fucking terrible way to build TV. Like it's, it's just, it's the, and the reason is it's a fantastic way to confuse people, but all of that, you know, like the, the time he spends with the set, the sand people, they rescued him from the desert ultimately. And he was a prisoner for a brief time, but you know, like they're, they learned this real mutual respect for each other over those episodes. And I, that's fantastic character development. Uh, and you know, it's it leads into the, remember what I, uh, what I mentioned earlier about, okay, this, being in the Sarlacc messed him up. Like, and he's been a fighter for his entire life. And that sticks, that shit sticks with you, you know, like your, your, your bones hurt. Like it's, and there, there's specific things about Boba Fett that they build up. And I think they follow through on a number of them and fail to follow through on several others. Um, and then Adam pointed out like a kind of a really lazy, almost dispatch of the Tusken Raiders. And you know what? Like, if they had just shown us it was Cad Bane that came in and murdered the Tusken Raiders for the for the syndicate, it would like it would have been better storytelling. It it, mm -hmm. it absolutely would, you know. And and it, again, I I mentioned in our in our last episode, I don't dislike the idea that the the Sand People were all killed. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Adam. I was gonna say they could have even if they didn't want to show their hand for Cad Bane yet, they could have even done a hint, kind of like they did with Boba Fett. Hmm in uh the first season of mandalorian where like after the like after the the tuscans have been wiped out you see like cad bane's foot he has the very distinct uh, yeah he's got boots. he's got like canister boots and you could see his his uh, trench coat like right it was something like that where the, and then it shows him planting the evidence of the biker gang like something like that like after boba's already found it or something just to, for the storytelling but like you already know something else is up could have been done better. We should all make a Star Wars series. We, should, I mean, that's the thing. Like, none of us can make could ever make a Star Wars show. So that you know, like, f fans are not writers. But speak for yourself. Well, no, I disagree. So, I, I Brandon, okay, I, I, I don't know if you guys are Reddit people. Uh, I'm not exactly a Reddit person. I just read it every morning. And uh, Reddit talked about, or Reddit or Kotoku or one of these major blogs talked about. Star Wars does not understand lightsabers anymore, right? And they went through all the sins of the sequel lightsabers. And, and I, 
I guarantee you that the writers of the first episode with the dark saber where uh, Jinjarin really hurts himself, they read that article and fixed everything. So, so we may not be directly <laughs> writing episodes, but we are the, 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 the feedback loop is a lot shorter and somebody out there is listening. Yeah. And that's, so, I'm, uh, I'm not saying they shouldn't that, listen. That, um, I remember, I know, ne- I liked what they did with the Darksaber because if you go back and watch, I think it's an Empire of Dreams. Um, George or whoever the, the fencing master who choreographed the, the lightsaber fights, what George's direction was for the original one was it was supposed to be that the lightsaber pushes down and is heavy. It weighs 30 or 40 pounds, kind of like a classic, like silent movies, Knight Arthur in the Round Table sort of thing. And that's what he wanted those sword fights to look very classic cinema. Has anyone here ever held up a steel sword? Yeah, they're actually not that heavy. They're about three pounds. They're not terrible. They're they're very lightweight. Yeah. Because it's impractical to fight with them otherwise, because you know, they're they're weapons to kill people. You they have to be effective. I've got a really cool looking one on my wall, but it weighs about six pounds, and I can tell you you will not fight with it. It <laughs> would make a good club if you turn it around. It would make a really good club. So I, I work out with a four and a half pound sledgehammer, four and a half pounds, but you put three pounds on the head and you're dead after 20 swings. I don't know. I've seen Final Fantasy seven <laughs> and this isn't adding up. The big sword is big power. It's obvious. <laughs> so so what you're saying is you just need a longer lightsaber and then. OK, well, we hey, have that. We have that. Now. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, have you if you guys have seen Visions? Some people's lightsabers are just longer than others. What uh, did this this article that you were talking about? Like they forgot how lightsabers work. Did, <laughs> did they mention the sequel or the the prequel movies? Because no. pre- prequel lightsabers move much faster than they did in the original. Like, and to, you know, the George Lucas's defense is they're big and heavy, but also like everyone fighting in the original trilogy is all old people. You know, so it's like it's not as dramatic yeah. and intense as you have two young guys fighting with a lightsaber. But if you have the force, does that matter? Well, they they really well. But that was kind of the point of the article. The point of the article was you, you have to be supporting this blade with the force. And the the other thing that they mentioned was, and and this was what really bothered me, is that you had lightsaber cons, uh, you had lightsaber battles without lightsaber consequences, right? So when um, Kylo Ren and um, um, the stormtrooper Finn. Finn Finn are fighting, you know Kylo Ren's face should have gotten cut in half. And and when when he gets cut in the back, that should have been the end of Finn. No, but he only got you know he only got hit, he only hit him with the the very end, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. That's not no. how it worked. No. You know. Also, by the way, um, uh, speaking of people with scars on their faces from lightsabers, Black Kersantan's scar on his head is from Obi Wan Kenobi's lightsaber, because there are only five people in the galaxy and they have all met each other many times. That and that is my problem with something like the. I want to see like the n- no single human can p- like can really comprehend how vast a galaxy is. And, you know, and if uh, there are so many planets that are populated with people in the galaxy, like you could there could be 10 Star Wars shows going on at the same time or we OK, seven. There's seven days in a week. So every Monday through Sunday, you have a different Star Wars show and Monday it's always the same, etc. You have seven different Star Wars shows all happening every week. And but none of those shows would ever have to intersect. 
You know, and yeah. it's that people are like, dude, dude, there's the guy. There's the guy I know. I, but, you know, people get excited when that happens, but it doesn't always make for good storytelling. And it makes the galaxy seem real, much smaller than it is. And that's so cool about Mandalorian is that they're willing to say, like, hey, what if we check out just like some regular people on a regular yes. planet that maybe you haven't heard of before? Cool. I guess the I guess this world is bigger than I thought, because previously, like every planet in Star Wars is either one thing or two things like that. They're very it's a desert or it's a forest or it's an ocean. Right. Uh, And and like there's just once it's like I'm going to go to this planet. Uh, Oh, look, here's the person I was looking for on this whole planet. You know, like, wow, that's I guess it's the small planet. I guess it's a small galaxy. And the more we see cameos of people who like is this guy's got to be in this show the more it's like, I guess there are only a few people in this galaxy. It's not that big. Uh, or, or just, like and, and everyone, every force user who's important is related to the Skywalkers. Yeah, Every, right. every and, single one. And when they're I not, then they it, adopt. I think part of it at the bones is because Star Wars isn't sci-fi, though. It's, it's fantasy. So it mm. takes place in a galaxy, but really it takes place in a kingdom. Yeah, well, and but, we're looking at important people. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm waiting for the show that's just like a narrated version with like Morgan Freeman talking about the sand people ecology and the Jawas. And now you can see the Jawas coming across the horizon and like a three minute slow shot of that. I'd watch it. Yeah. Well, I always thought it was smart in like in Marvel comics where you've got these different levels of heroes. You got like the street heroes and then like national and global and then and then you get up to where people are flying or the silver surfers you know intergalactic and he's just a completely different level that's, than like it, that's what they do to justify having so many characters like well, and, it, and right. it makes it make sense well and star wars is is uh at a point and maybe has been at a point for a long time where it's got a lot of characters and it's like no, well maybe no. i'm interested in what the mandalorian's up to but he is not in the same universe as Emperor Palpatine, right? Like they're they're on different levels, and that's okay. They don't have to be in the same stories, except for maybe. I mean, you're, we're we're talking about how how big a galaxy is. Like, think of how big like France is or England, right? Yeah. You have you have England, and England has a queen. You know, and okay, let's let's go back a hundred years before technology would have liked it, but. If we're we're talking about England and England has a population, but how many, what what percentage of those people who live there are ever going to see the king or the queen? But like, and I just feel like there are so many people who know, like, who could recognize Palpatine in Star Wars, even though it doesn't make like none of the that that a, a a billionth of a percentage of those people would ever actually interact with him. Oh yeah, although actually in. I mean, your point stands, but as to Palpatine, um, there is, in Rebels, Ezra uh, encounters Palpatine via hologram, and right. Palpatine has his appearance of when, before he's been lightning zapped, uh, and uh, he's like a kind old man, and Ezra's like, wow, this Palpatine guy, maybe he's not so bad, but then, you know, like, the the mask falls off eventually, but I guess Ezra didn't recognize Palpatine. Uh, or at least hadn't seen any any footage of him for the last you know like seventeen years or whatever. That so. okay? Yeah, uh, I mean you know there we're 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 yeah. we're, we're so, talking about, about logic that. logic gaps in Star Wars, uh, and right. that's a there we're we're gonna spin out on that. Um, yeah, so how right. did 
that I this is going to seem vaguely unrelated, but I have a point. Did anybody watch Dexter? Uh, so specifically, they like the back in the day when it was on the first time. It did just get revived, but the the show about Dexter, the serial killer. Is this about um, kissing your sister? Is that no. where this is going? No, this is the, the it was the sister that was in love with him, but that not not, not exactly. Um, uh. So see, uh, it Dexter it gets better and better for the first several seasons, and then I think it really peaks in season four. Blah blah. Season five is okay. Season six is straight trash. But there is one episode in the middle of season six uh, where he hallucinates about his dead brother, who is the villain in the first season that he killed. OK, so his uh, he, he there's a there's a whole episode where he's like um, Dexter sees dead people all the time. Like he talks to his dead father, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly he starts to hallucinate about his dead brother. Um, and then this hallucination tells him to go off on this side mission. Excuse me. And then. At the end of the episode, after he completes whatever this task was, the dead brother just fades away, never comes back. This is the best episode in that season. It's a 12-episode season. It's mostly trash. This one episode's fantastic, okay? Except it's completely and utterly tangential to the entire plot of the show. Like, to everything else that's going on, they dropped in this other episode that has nothing to do with the the greater arc and like you know Dexter doesn't really learn anything about himself like there's very little here that he can learn and go forward with and it doesn't make a lot of sense and that's exactly how I felt about let's drop two episodes of the Mandalorian in the middle of the Boba Fett show and we were already we were already knocking on the weird structure like the and, and it just gets at I would say the better episodes of the show are near the end of the season but also like the weird choices about how things are are cut together like it's it's a lot of weird nonsense like that what why do we have two mandalorian episodes taking up two hours of screen time that should be devoted to boba fett because boba fett's in the title great point but also i do want it to be a thing in star wars shows that characters can cross over and meaningfully impact and i don't story. disagree with that you know maybe this this bit with the mandalorian could have been cut in over two or three episodes and it's like okay so we go spend a minute with him and then we get back to what's what's going on and then everybody comes in and we have the avengers assemble moment at the end like we did but we didn't spend two hours doing things that weren't related to what's actually happening here it was a weird choice and and but I have an important question for you guys. Please, are, are we getting the are we getting the cops show that they've set us up for? Just like two buddy cops in X wing saying funny things and screwing up. Is well, that going? I, to I think that was supposed to be part of this Rangers of the New Republic show, which we're not going to get because one of the cast members is a garbage human being. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's that's what that was supposed to be. Thank yeah. You. Uh, yeah. It was. I think it was going to be the the X wing pilot guys. But now there are two or three of them, um, and then uh, like Gina Carano's character, whose name escapes me, but I don't care because it's Gina Carano. She was going to play into that as in a major role, uh, and I think that one's got like that one seems to have gone away. Um, but there are other shows like the Cassie and Andor show still supposed to come out this year. I'm pretty excited for that one. I, I really liked the cops' presence. Not only as a bit of uh, levity, but also like uh, just a, a glimpse into like what everyday life is like for people. I mean, these are just regular dudes, right? Like they they're just. Do you want to go the, back and do all the paperwork? Yeah, right. The concept of them like doing routine traffic stops in X wings is like, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, this is this is the new regime that's taken over. It makes perfect sense. But it's also something that I, I hadn't thought about before. 
Uh, and, and I like getting a glimpse in that. And that's something that in The Last Jedi, uh, even though th this, these scenes are, are uh, really majorly hated, uh, I liked when we kind of got to see like, hey, what's a casino full of like regular people like? Like not regular people, these are rich people and they're profiteers from war. But also like, yeah, there are profiteers from war. Where are they? Uh, oh, here they are. Like they're in a they're in a casino, right? And, and I mean, you know, wasn't a perfect scene, but I like that we're exploring the galaxy in new ways. And it's not just like, and you know who else was in that casino? Darth Maul. <laughs> like, I, like I, it doesn't have to be that way. I, I agree. You know, and there are I, I I don't agree with your with your point, um, because like yeah, like there are. The people, people in a casino, and the, the whole the whole thing about the the rebellion and even the resistance later on is you know like they can't manufacture their own ships. How did they get X wings? They had to steal them. You know, like let's mm. it's not what's the best hat, what's the best ship for this job? Let's get twenty. It's let's let's buy or steal whatever we can get our hands on. So people are selling ships to the resistance and to the empire, to the rebellion and to the empire, and then to the resistance and the first order. You know, and they're they're getting rich off of it, and now they're hanging out in a casino. Now, did we need uh that that that's that's a, a mediocre rebels episode that we didn't need to drop into the middle of a feature film? But I don't right. I don't disagree that it's interesting content from a conceptual point of view. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Star Wars is a big enough place that Shades of Grey obviously exists. But my biggest issue with the Last Jedi was that it, it tried to force Shades of Grey into the core storyline, which from day one has literally been the bad guys are bad and the good guys are good. Well, you know, I except think... for those Empire people. I, I don't know if you have friends like this, but I have a friend who just every time we hang out, he's like, the Empire was right. Yeah. the um... uh, I don't think the Empire was right, but I do think there are thousands of innocent people that died when the Death Star was, de was destroyed by terrorists. That's true. But I also... Um, you know, I think that the the argument that Star Wars is about black and white good and evil is strong based on the original trilogy, but the prequels really alter that in that the Jedi are wrong and deeply flawed in the prequels. And like, but for their adherence to their dogmatic view of like what's right and wrong, Anakin might have been much better adjusted. Uh, yeah, and you yeah, know what? Like, Let's let, let. I'm glad you brought that up because Luke and uh, Luke has a pretty great appearance in the book of Boba Fett, and he's been like very old, very old school Jedi about it to Grogu, and you know, like I, that's not how Luke was in Return of the Jedi, right? I think it's much closer to the Luke that we get in the, in the Last Jedi later on, um, and it's like it's kind of a, it's just a weird incongruency there. Because they're, you know, they're the Jedi obviously needed to change, but now he's gone back to the to the old ways that ultimately led to the downfall of the Republic, and then like then again to the downfall of the Empire. You know, like it's, this is all a chain of a chain of events that can kind of be pointed to back the to the Jedi. That so like we know that it leads to the downfall of school. So yeah, it, it yeah. obviously is problematic, but that's not what the Jedi are supposed to be. But I mm. think. I think the flaw in that logic is tying that like the Jedi are not necessarily the good guys. Mm -hmm. The story is about good and evil, but exactly who is the good and who is the evil mm. isn't fairly sure. as cut and dry. Well, but, that's um, a good point. Adam, I, I, I think what just occurred to me is it 
is absolutely it's about good and evil. And we were just talking about institutions and the institution of the Jedi was flawed and messed up. The institution of the Republic and the new Republic were flawed, but you also had good people within them. And ultimately hero of it all, Darth Vader, who killed Palpatine unless something else happened later that I don't know about. Somehow Palpatine <laughs> returns somehow. Well, that's what happened in the old books. And I always found it annoying. So, I mean, even back before we had movies, uh, but, in uh, the old books, it was it was at least explained that he had a plan just in case something happens to me. I've got like Plan C through X that can right. all that each one of them can be enacted if something happens to me. And then they didn't really set that up in the new canon. Plus, also when he comes back, he's young, and that's fun because he can lightsaber fight Luke. <laughs> Good times. But. Uh, I I think like, on, our, on the discussion of like institutions in Star Wars versus good and evil, I think the only important one is that the Empire is pretty solidly, unredeemably evil. Yes, and I I, I was totally joking when I said terrorists, but I don't you know I'm an AV guy, and I, there's a there I know there's an AV guy on the Death Star that that wouldn't subscribe to the to all the murder the Death Star the, or the, the Empire does, and that guy died, you know, and that's just those the are the people I'm feeling the for. Hollow fields. The yeah, hollow, yeah, the hollow field specialists. You know, just all the, all the innocent contractors that were just doing their job. Anyway, I'm sorry. I think the important part is like it's easy to know what evil is, but it is very difficult to know what good is, and that's. I think that. Star mm. Wars. But okay, does that apply to Boba Fett? People... What Boba is Bo is point. Boba Fett good or evil? Is he oh, light side or dark side? I think I think Boba Fett is honorable. I don't so think he's on all the board games games, he's definitely dark side. He's and anything dark side. that you know, and anyone who is a is a super nerd and plays D D knows that you can be evil and still subscribe to a set of rules, and those rules can be based on honorable principles. But you can still, you know, so it's. Well, well you know, I, as good and evil are points of view. So, yeah, it, it's also true. probably pretty tough to categorize people as altogether good or evil. Right? They might do good or evil things, but it's not like thenceforth uh, they are forever emblazoned with good and evil. I mean, within Star Wars, yeah, that happened. You go dark side and your eyes turn yellow and stuff. But, but like, realistically, it's difficult to classify people in that way. And so it's tough to say, oh, Boba Fett might be light side now. Like, but, 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 that's not yeah, real. This is, this is my question, right? So the Mandalorian, at least from my point of view and, and through the story, he is a white hat cowboy. He kills people all the time. And Boba Fett, we were kind of sold as a mercenary or a black hat mercenary kind of guy. And yet, he's kind of being a cool dad in Boba Fett. <laughs> and, and maybe that's partially because of his time with the sand people. Like maybe that was truly a spiritual awakening for him. And so he's going to be like a chaotic good or something. But I don't think, I think that my, my proposition here is that they were trying to sell us something about Boba Fett where he's not good, but he's not evil. And he's also not out for himself. So what is Boba Fett at the end of episode six? Yeah, that's a great question. It, it, to me, and, and I mean, this kind of comes back to what is uh, what is this show trying to be? Is, is it, um, you know, it is a big risk 
to say, you know, Boba Fett, that super popular guy that people really like will take personally, whatever we do with him. Let's make a show about him. Like that's a big risk. But then they do the show and they take so few risks over their body. Yeah, right. But then but then they do the show and they take so few risks with Boba Fett that he hardly does anything. He hardly has any agency in what's going on. Uh, Fennec Shand is making all the decisions and doing everything and winning the yeah. fights and everything because Boba Fett can't be seen to do anything because that would be too big of a risk uh, in a show that was already such a big, uh, a risky show to have made. Uh, Fennec Shand doesn't even do anything until the last episode. Like she, she, she does everything. She she leans a lot, and then like in the first episode, she she chased the the assassin guy. But it's just like the I I wish we had gotten a little bit more contact. Like I mean, she's in the Bad Batch. You know, if if you're if you're deep into Star Wars, you've seen she originated the Mandalorian, but she showed up elsewhere. Uh, and you're she's done awesome things. But like the right at the end when she she murks the the mayor and all the the leftover uh, uh fish guys, she's like. The show for the casual viewer didn't give anyone any reason to think is 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 that Finnick? Is Finnick being awesome right now? And yes, Finnick's Boba. being awesome right now. Yeah, like it could have been Boba Fett. It almost should have been Boba Fett, but also, you know, that they're kind of they have this partnership and that's cool. She's a main character on the show, but I don't I don't feel like even she was given a lot of time to shine in favor of some other stuff. I mean, well, she... as soon as that happened at the end of that episode, I turned to my fiance and I said, "Why the hell hasn't she been doing that all season?" Yes, like I agree. Problem, like no, you know, and she 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 killed them all, like from like she, like she's a, a straight up assassin, which is a thing we haven't really seen in Star Wars. We've seen badasses, but most of the badasses are stand up fighters. You know, like she kills all of them before any of them knew she was even there. Like, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> like Cad Bane. Bane will kill everybody, but he's not going to be sneaky about it. He's going to be showy as hell. Yeah, like he, he, he walks three miles through the sand so that everyone in town knows he's there before he shoots him. Yeah, okay. okay, so you guys are slightly younger than me, so I think that you had more of a context for Cad Bane, but when he showed up and, and he looks great in blue, and he is this cowboy gunslinger. I think he was like a killer of Jedi or something, right? I looked him up a little bit. Well, but like a little bit, yeah. Not, uh, not probably not what he's known for now. But that's what, like, his first thing in the Clone Wars is he steals a holocron and kills a Jedi. Dude, yeah, he infiltrates awesome. the Jedi Temple. Yeah, yeah, he rules. Oh, and, and we killed him. So, like, we took we took one awesome character and we kind of killed him through making him bored. And we took another. I mean, at least visually very appealing character, because I don't know him the way that y'all probably know him. But I was like, whoa, that Cad Bane dude, like I could see him hunting down some New Republic Rangers. And be he's, uh, he's he, to be he fair, will. he is a walking Western trope. That is something that works for me, but it doesn't work for everybody. And also Cad Bane is like one of the most, it just feels like it's really on the nose as far as a naming, but no. General like, Grievous. Yeah, like uh, Cad, Cad uh, that's fair. It's not It's not out of character for Star Wars for sure. But um, no. he's a really like, he's a really interesting character and he does a lot of cool things, especially in the cartoon, like, well, actually only in the cartoons and the comic books because he's never been in live action before. But yeah, he's a, he's a big part of the Clone Wars show. But and and he's and he was also in a comic. I think he's um, in human years. I don't know how long a Duros, especially a cybernetically enhanced Duros, is supposed to live. But he's seventy something years old. Yeah, and Boba calls him an old man. Boba Fett. So he's old. And, right. And and like it's okay for like characters to die off in Star Wars. It's possible. But I also pose the question: We saw him laying on the ground, and there was a blinking light on his chest. Is he really dead? He's half yeah. robotic anyway. 
and we just pulled someone out of the sarlacc right they leave that door open but like i would rather just like just let him let him die that's okay it's okay for it's okay and you know what did uh he we we know he didn't kill did you guys watch there's a there's a a post-credit scene we know he didn't kill Cobb vanth um like he just shot him in the shoulder and he's in the back to tank Mm -hmm. he killed the shit out of that deputy that beauty he wouldn't shut up (laughs) yeah that dude's dead that that dude no one's saving him but say star wars needs to become okay with killing off people and i think i agree um, with the i think with the last jedi they maybe got timid with it for a while because they killed off a lot of people very suddenly and very unceremoniously and at the time and even now i likened it to uh the writer just deciding, look at all these cool toys that everybody likes to play with. I'm going to play with my own. And I think that might have made them too timid to kill people off, but it's okay. You can start killing people off. Like, Cad Bane has had his story. He was really cool in the Clone Wars. He was great. Let him be. I don't know why they made the whole clone army out of Jango Fett instead of Chad Bane, because that dude is the best bounty hunter in the galaxy <laughs> easily because it was palpatine he's anti-alien yeah, yeah that, the, right. the empire is is xenophobes but um yeah uh, true. and you know and we don't know like maybe it's particularly difficult to clone duros or something we don't we don't know right sure i don't know I, much about the their physiology but what i'm getting at is cad bane is a far better bounty hunter than like you said it yourself. He broke into the Jedi Temple and stole of like stole a valuable artifact by himself. Like yes, he also fought Quinlan Voss and Obi Wan Kenobi at the same time and did and not isn't die dead and yeah. probably actually beat them. Well, that's when my when my fiance asked me kind of like who it was because I was like when he showed up I was like is that I think that's Cad Bane. Holy cow, that's Cad Bane. That, that like, that's that, that's what I said about uh, Black Chrysanthemum too, and he's only been in comic books so far. Mm-hmm. But, but she was like, who's that? And I was like, he's probably the best bounty hunter in the galaxy, which yeah. is kind of problematic in a show called Book of Boba Fett. Well, I, I was hoping he would show up in this show to settle the score of who's the best in the bounty in, in the in the business. And, and I don't plus, think we did. Right. Well, I guess <laughs> Boba Fett beat him, I guess. Yeah, but, sure. With uh, the help of his super The same thing happened with Din Jarek and uh, Heavy Mando, whatever his actual name is. Paz Vizsla. Like, Paz Vizsla. Yeah. Voice that of John Favreau. Like, let's, say Star, let's say Star Wars has a, a, another bad habit of like, we're going to go for this long fight sequence and you're going to lose handedly. But then the, in, you're, you're, the bad guy's going to gloat for about two seconds too long and you're going to trip him and then the fight's over you want to <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a movie trope, I get it, but it happens... All the time in Star Wars. Yeah. It was also, I mean, it was a, a, con- a conflict that was on its way anyway, because when Boba Fett was a kid in, in Clone Wars, um, and he was kind of trying to make make his way as a bounty hunter, um, Cad Bane was one of his mentors. So, I yeah. mean, this was they have kind a history. of a... Uh, yeah, they, and I'm glad that they steady, they know each other I kind of was thinking, I What's kind of thought angle? Boba Fett and, and Chrysanthemum knew each other. They, right? they like, do. They've met in the comic books. But in the show, they were very vague about that. Yeah. They weren't like, oh, hey, nice to see you again. They were like, you know, growl. And that was it. Also, so, it, it's you, you, we, we, we've had our, our uh, or I, at least I have had some questions about it in the past. Like, what does it actually take to kill a Wookiee? 
because Black Chrysanthemum takes some punishment and he, he walks like he's still standing. Wookiees are terrifying. Wookiees yeah. are yeah. terrifying. Adam, say it again, man. I said, we, we already know the answer to that question. It takes a planet to kill a Wookiee. That's, yeah, that's a mm -hmm. uh, uh, expanded universe joke. In the in the old canon, a moon fell on top of Chewbacca and that's, that's, that's how you kill a Wookiee. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because we... In episode three, there's the battle on Kashyyyk with the droids, and we see a lot of Wookiees blowing up droids, but we don't really see a lot of Wookiees die. Uh, and no, like, uh, I'm just saying, Black Chrysanthemum gets shot a lot. And like, hu a lot. There, no human in Star Wars can take that much punishment. Have y'all ever yeah. seen a dog that's been bred with a, with a, a terrier? You can shoot them, and they won't stop until they are done. So... It, it seems like Wookiees, unlike humans, like you, you shoot a human and they go down, they say, ow. Wookiees, it, I don't think that it's not that they're getting hurt. I think it's just that they don't. Oh, care no, he's afterwards. probably messed up. He, he deserves a soak in that back to tank. But he was, you know, it's not like he was even disabled by it. He was still able to stand up and fight back. Right. Well, and this is my, my biggest beef with that scene was like, here he was like completely like on his knees about to die. And then Boba and didn't run out and grab him. And then like, Congratulations, we saved you, and then he's up and running again. Like just Yeah, yeah that's that, that's fair. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, apparently in Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, it's just that I, I guess the when they dogpiled him, like he probably just bit him all. That was the 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 like the the most holy shit moment for me when they were fighting him in Jabba's Palace was like he just he bit the guy and yeah. <laughs> you know, Wookiee's got teeth. Yeah, apparently uh we learn in the rise of Skywalker, even blowing up a ship that a Wookiee's on doesn't kill him. Does it? Or I was mean, he on the other ship? No, he I was on know. the other ship, of course. But it was like, no, he died, though. You just yeah. changed your mind later. I mean, he did get he does get shot in the for or Chewbacca gets shot in the Force Awakens, and he seems kind of messed up, except maybe not. But yeah. um so where where are we now? The we 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 come We're together. Finally, talking in, about the last episode. Yeah, the I big yeah. the the big finale where we you know a, a Avengers assemble and then uh, everybody uh, everybody fights the the fish people and it turns out there are a lot more of the pikes than anyone thought there were. Shocking. Um, but then uh, the okay before before I do that, what's uh, what's everybody's thoughts on the finale? Yeah, Chase, go ahead. You go first. It just felt like like kind of bush league. It was like, I mean, for for people who don't know what's who don't know how to sports, what does that mean? Uh, it was kind of it was kind of like low stakes, uh, okay, like, yeah, and and like low low um, not necessarily even low stakes, but like low uh, a low level of of expertise uh, and like like everybody's just out there running around with their pistols and they're like we're gonna make our last stand here and they climb up on this thing and they're gonna do the sniper and then they're like never mind we aren't we aren't this is nothing and like well, then why do we why do we i already don't particularly care about these characters i'm not <laughs> particularly invested in their heroic last stand and not, like it wasn't even that heroic it wasn't it didn't even accomplish anything the rancor did the whole fight everything the, the rancor did all the work failed uh, well, okay, there was some cool stuff with Boba and and Din. Their jetpacks. Yeah, they it was, really it was, seemed it was pretty a tough. fun Mando team up. Yeah, yeah, it was neat. Um, but it just uh, it just seemed like seeing them they, back to back with their guns got me cheering. 
it, it was that was pretty cool. Um, but you know, even before the battle started, they're in the ruined cantina and they're like, we need to formulate a plan. Our plan is going to be really cool and smart. And they're all talking like they're talking about something very sophisticated, but then they're just like, we will stay here in this ruined building. That is our plan. <laughs> that is they our don't plan. Have a plan. Like, like uh, I was speaking of the room, uh, so you wanted Garza whip. I I yeah. loved Garza so much, yeah. and then Pour she went out for a real one. Yeah, she they they blew up Garza and all the uh, other. That that hurt. Yeah, that dude. Hurt yeah. Because because the Garza whip show could have been a thing. Yeah, I mean yeah. Jennifer she was Beals, dude. Yeah, I don't know yeah. who that is. I mean, I know that's the actress, but I mean, she had a strong presence, and and, and to me. I want to address my biggest gripe with with the show. Please the do. Speed, the 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 mod gang. A they start out with non lethal weapons, which is the most insane choice I can think of in the Star Wars universe. B, where did they get paint? No one else has paint. And C, uh, <laughs> no one else has paint. They're they're just like they're a cool idea that's so forgettable. Like, like, here's your gang, and they're a bunch of kind of kids that are lame. And now I, I can see Adam's brain like working. So, so I'm open to it. But like, oh, but there is one thing I want to call out. Uh, the, the, I, I have a hidden disability. A lot of people do. Uh, the, the, the lady with the, the prosthetic arm. I think it's always cool to see some representation out there. So I wanted to call that out. Yeah, oh yeah, dude, that's positive, fantastic. Absolutely. Some positive representation of prosthetics for a, a first time in Star Wars cuz it's usually like you've lost your arm and now you're less human and it's like, well, what if actually maybe it's something you want and like it is favorable or 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 not a bad thing, right? I I, I agree. I think that's good. Adam, Adam, were you were you going to talk where they got the paint? It looked like you were going to you had some wheel started. Um yeah, no, I was just going to my opinion on them is really interesting. My fiance, who's not super into Star Wars, really liked them as characters, but even she agrees, like, their scooter things, like, they were obscene and ridiculous and didn't really fit for Star Wars, and I could have forgiven that. That would have been fine, but every time we see them on the scooters, they are the least climactic method of transport in Star Wars. The slowest and this chase is a show ever. Yeah, the slowest right. chase ever. Every time they like when in the battle scene, like they come up and the, the guy tries to do like a like a like a, a back wheel street sort of thing and like park and he just goes like, eh. and it's it it's very obvious <laughs> those real scooters and they just kind of CG'd out the wheels because every time they drive, they're going really slow and they're wobbling on the yeah. sand. But what if they had played? What if they had played it for jokes? I would have forgiven it if they had just if they had just always had the scooters like falling over or breaking down. I would have forgiven that. Or, yeah, like, or ma maybe Boba just said, "You need a faster scooter." Like, yeah. yeah. Or if they had a sound effect, it was like, everyone else in the show like was in on this joke that no, your the scooters are actually crap, and they're just doing it for some weird like. You know, hipstery bullshit reason of like, no, you know, you know, like they're they're cool because we built them. Whatever, yeah. that's all forgivable. But the fact that the show goes very tryhard of like, no, these are serious street cred. Yeah, and they spend so it's much serious. time like chasing down the mayor's secretary. Oh God! Uh, in such a slow chase. Television. 
not only was it bad, but also why were they doing that? Oh, to catch the secretary to find out, hey, where is the mayor though? Like, is he, like, right. can you, do you have his address book handy? Like that was the whole point of the chase to catch this secretary. Like, like he's not some like <laughs> extremely skilled driver. He's, he's driving in his little- Okay, okay. so here's, here's the question. Did we all just miss the joke? I, I doubt it. But maybe yeah, I think it was just bad. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about this secretary guy for a minute because I, uh, I laughed out loud when it, uh, uh, I okay I, the, when he comes up at the end and they're pinned down in the in the destroyed bar and he's like I I negotiate for a living let me let me go out and talk terms with these people they'll you know they they know me I they won't they won't shoot me on sight it'll be fine um, so then Boba says all right let me write down my statement the guy doesn't read the statement and then he wa <laughs> he walks out and says the, the um that the daimyo Boba Fett would like to discuss terms here and then he says uh the the terms are fuck off um yeah and it's just like okay so so i i was cheering because i thought boba sent this guy out like to just get plucked <laughs> to, to, to be a diversion basically, basically yeah then you know uh -huh. and it's just like i maybe oh maybe that's God. a little cynical on my part because i kind of wanted them to shoot the guy but no i just like that that got a a, a non-ironic laugh out loud moments uh because he basically sent this guy out to the to the to the uh yeah. the to the what's the word Anyway, he sent him out to the fish people right. to get to, to get shot so he could go do something else. And I thought it was great. Yeah, and that well, was I, a boba move. Absolutely. Right? Finally. Right. Yeah. Well, also, he's a character that everybody in the show despises. And I'll be honest, like, I despise the character, but that is why I love him. Because he's yeah, supposed yeah. Like and he's like he's he's supposed to be useless like and no yeah it was it, it was it was great all the I I appreciated the Twilight presence in the book of Boba Fett uh, and they you know they weren't just uh, folks they, they it wasn't it wasn't a sexy like dancer for no good reason and it wasn't just like oh look there's a Twilight standing off in the corner like there's legitimate characters that have a lot yeah. of dialogue and I appreciated that you know something that we didn't really get in the in the sequel trilogy was a lot of aliens that we recognize. Yeah, and and here's a uh, a male Twi'lek who's actually you know not just ugly old Bib Fortuna on the yeah. palace. Yeah. So Which, I, I, I have a question for you, super nerds. Were they slightly psychic or something? Because when 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 the the when the two Twi'lek servers come back to uh, Garza Whip, she says, "Did you get anything?" And they say, "No, nothing." Would was, was she asking about an order? It almost felt like. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, hmm. Not sure. Well, she went, I noticed they, um, so they came in in their helmets, and every time one of the crime folks came in, they asked if they wanted to take their helmets, because when they took Boba Fett's helmet, they brought back his helmet with their payment. Yeah, they filled in full right. of money. So I think they went to ask, do you want us to clean your helmet, which was their code for where the, are you expecting tribute from us? And that's what they were saying. They're like, no, they're not here for tribute, which is why I think the response was then puzzled. Okay, yeah. okay. Thanks, guys. Um, you know, the other thing about the the last episode, uh, like a big chunk of it is is the fight scene, and there's plenty more we can talk about there. But I did want to make sure that, that I uh, mentioned that the thing about the, the final episode that really kind of encapsulated the series for me was we meet, we, we check in with Boba Fett and he's chatting with his pals. And he's like, 
Maz Espa has really thrived under our rule, but Spice is ruining it all. And it's like, none of that has happened. Like, like no, we haven't seen any of that. We haven't seen anyone in Maz Espa benefit under your rule except the cyber millennials. And we haven't seen Spice do anything bad. And in fact, what is, what does Sp- okay so what does spice do in star wars right it's a uh, spice is a thing from dune right yeah. so that's uh and it's in dune it's a psychoactive mut- mutagen but it like can be used it can be refined into a healing agent and it was at a premium in the clone wars for that purpose in addition to being an illegal drug but right. it, it did have an above board use which could be good in tattooing. Like when Cobb Vanth just kicked it over, it was like, well, I mean, I know it's drugs, but also some drugs can be helpful. Uh, don't just like throw it away. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just like that, that they just came out and they told instead of showed big time. And I totally uh, agree. And, and I mean, that's, that's something that they had enough time in the show to devote a little bit of time to, again, I mean, I keep coming back to like, what are the ordinary people up to? We we spend a little bit of time in this random town, ordinary people, Cobb Vance town. We spend a little bit of time on the streets of Mas Espa where the cyber millennials are hanging out. And they're like, we don't have any jobs because there aren't any jobs. Uh, and it's like, okay, so that's going on. We have introduced this, this, uh, this idea that there is there are problems. And we've introduced some ordinary people that can be the media by which we grapple with these problems. We see Boba Fett solve problems. We see Boba Fett embrace his role as a leader and maybe even as a hero. Uh, But it just doesn't happen. He just tells us in an offhand comment, hey, we're doing a great job here, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Let's not ruin that. And I don't care how many buildings my Rancor knocks down. Nothing uh, can jeopardize the great progress we've made here what progress we need that you know uh so those um, are the two missing episodes i guess so. yeah the, it, that's they some someone in the in the the filing system uh <clears throat> accidentally loaded the uh-huh. first two episodes of boba fett of, of the mandalorian <laughs> season three instead of those two and then they just rolled with it it was the episode where you know boba fett goes out and like does the charitable thing and then busts another gang or whatever like we've made great progress, but no, that all happened while we were watching Grogu be cute. Right. Um, but I did want to put that out there because I do have to go. Um, so I just wanted to make sure I threw that out. Also, that even though I think the cameos get overused in these Star Wars shows, Cad Bane showing up did get me hyped. And I always love to see Ahsoka. Uh, I guess I'm a sucker. I guess they got me. Dude, I'm, I, I, I was irritated with her when I saw her in cartoons and I'm bored with her as a human or as a, uh, you know, whatever she is. Yeah. yeah. But you're, you're, you're old. <laughs> I'm old. No, that's the thing. And that's what I think. One of the things that comes out of this conversation is I'm a star Wars generation set apart from you guys. And, and I came into star Wars, like I said, at a weird time. I came in when the 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 original trilogy the, was the first quiet time when the original trilogy yeah. was all you had for 15 years. Yeah, and I had the videotapes and I watched them and and my I guess my whole thing about this part of the extended universe is that it matches up with my feeling of Star Wars as a kid, which was I'm going to play with all these weird toys, some of which come from the trilogy, some of which are just like from comic books and like weird sources. The N1 Starfighter. And the N1 Starfighter. I didn't I didn't have an N1 Starfighter. 
because uh, I hit that when I was too old. Right. Like I didn't have toys at that point. So this, you, you know, when you get middle aged, you get a second time to buy all those expensive toys. And I have, but, but, but what I like is I get to re-enter the imaginative universe because I felt like the prequels just weren't imaginative to me. And maybe it was because of my age. But Could be, that's interesting you say that because I feel like the prequels were very imaginative in that they introduced like, here's a new ship design. Here's a new alien design. Here's how the whole world looked before it was. Bobby, say say what you want about the prequels. Any one of you, you know, like you, whether you like them or not, a lot of what you say probably wouldn't be wrong. But I, you know, the one thing that a lot of people can agree on is there are a lot of cool stuff in the prequels cool and, yeah, and, and that's and, like space that includes spaceships uh vehicles animals you know there are a lot of cool creatures in the prequels Boba yeah, Fett and the mandalorian the, are doing a great sequels. job of redeeming those yeah mm-hmm. absolutely um but by contrast the sequels are like yo the new fi- tie fighter it's white yeah so um chase we're we're coming up on 90 minutes chase has to go so let's uh wrap it up here does anybody have any any closing I thoughts about the book of boba fett adam go ahead i was just gonna say i need to dip out too so good timing okay um any final thoughts yeah please. um it it had two great episodes and and i guess looking back two on out of it, seven two out of seven i think looking back on it i really appreciate a humanization and a depth of the sand people loved that part. Me too. Yeah. This the probably not my favorite episodes, but my favorite contributions to star Wars as a whole. Danny Trejo, um, <laughs> as a cameo. Like I, I wasn't here for that episode. I'm sure y'all mentioned it. Super cool. Rankers. Again, it's, it's a lot about redeeming or looking at the other side of things that we've looked at before. Uh, so I think that that's great. And overall, uh, Jokes about Jawa sex are great. So, <laughs> ew. <laughs> Amy Sedaris was a treasure. Amy Sedaris is a treasure. So, so all of those cameos. Um, I think I think when I look back, let's say after the next season of Mando or something, I'm going to say the book of Boba Fett was a good way for me to get my Star Wars fix between Mando season two and Mando season three. And episode five kept me entertained for two weeks. That's how I'm gonna look back. That I, I mean, and that's you know, that's probably honestly that's kind of where I feel about it too. Like, there's a lot. I mm, I think the show overall is probably a disappointment, but there's as always there's a lot there's all there's a lot of good stuff in the show. You know, like you're, and as as we've said about even the movies we don't like or specific parts of the shows we don't like, uh, each one of these things, anything Star Wars gives us has something to like about it and it rekindles the things that, you know, like it's always, they always hit on the things that I like about star Wars and they, you know, even, even when a movie or a show doesn't work overall, like each one of them hasn't failed to hit on things that I like about star Wars and the book of Boba Fett's no different, you know, like it's, I will probably not spend a lot of time rewatching this, but I think it's fine. You know, like, and we're, I'm looking forward to more Boba Fett and even this, even this Boba Fett, I think is they've made him more interesting than he was in new Canon for sure. You know, they've added a lot to a lot of things about the way he behaves, why he does, you know, um, uh, is that more interesting than the way, than there's the materials he had, he was given in expanded universe, arguable, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but, 
yeah, like you're, I didn't dislike this show, but I won't spend a lot of time with it. I, I'm definitely, you know, it, it scratched my Star Wars itch and I'm looking forward to more Star Wars. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to, we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks everybody for coming on. Uh, you're more than welcome to, uh, any one of you is welcome to come back on again. Um, be sure to check us out. We're at, you can search uh, Engine 25 Reviews on YouTube. We're also on Spotify. Um, and we will, uh, I'm going to try to put together an episode for Peacemaker on HBO Max next weekend. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, thanks for watching, guys. Have a, have a great afternoon.